The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... A charcoal mask. Great, because why would I put that on my face when I could drop it in my sink? This is what I get for multitasking. Ugh, why is charcoal so sticky? Uh, hello? Hey, Janice. I am so sorry. I thought I was on mute. <laughs> no, we don't need to reschedule. I'll just stay off camera. Ooh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. How are you? It's Friday for you. It's Thursday woo, for the woo, rest woo. of the world. Yep, that's Rub right. it in. Friday for me. You all, you suckers who agreed to work on Fridays. <laughs> I never, I draw the line in the sand somewhere. That's where I had to start. Hello to everyone enjoying the program on Peacock, listening on Sirius XM, watching on Sky Sports NFL, or listening wherever you get your podcasts. The big news in the NFL continues to be the destination of Deshaun Watson. And at one point yesterday, Jay Glazer suggested that Watson could be making his decision by the end of the day. Now, I got a call from someone around dinner time last night explaining to me that Watson is very, very torn, that he was impressed significantly with the four presentations that were made to him by, personally, in the room, right there to talk to him, ownership, GM and coach of the Saints, Panthers, Browns, Falcons. Three of them happened in Houston. He met with the Falcons in Atlanta because he's from Atlanta. He went back home and met with Arthur Blank and Terry Fontenot, the GM, and Arthur Smith, the head coach. But he was happy, satisfied, impressed with all four of them, and he's having a hell of a time making a decision. Now, now he could roll out of bed this morning with his mind made up. It could still take some more time. We don't know what he's going to do. He doesn't know what he's going to do. And one of the things that I think is causing him dismay is he has to tell three of the teams no. He doesn't want to have to tell any of them no. He'd like to play for all of them if he could. So it's gone well for the four teams that made their pitches. The problem is it's gone too well because he doesn't have a team that he wants to go play for. And that all presupposes, and it is indeed true, that these teams have been pre-qualified yeah, to trade right. for Deshaun Watson. That that the, the deals are there. Yes. The trades will happen wherever it is. Trade one trade, but the various trade opportunities are there. All Watson has to do is make his decision, waive his no trade clause. That's the team he's going to go to, and it could happen while we're on the air, or it could happen this weekend. It's going to happen in the next few days. He knows he has to make a decision. He's just having a hard time doing it, Chris. Because he was very impressed by all four of the presentations. Yeah, I, I get it. it's a big decision. Certainly, I mean that that's the first thing. Uh, I think we got the four teams. I don't think there's going to be anybody else, you know, injected into this conversation because of like what you said. You know, we're going to know about it if that is that time comes because you gotta you gotta meet the threshold of whatever the trade demand is. So I, I understand that. You know, I, I again look at it 
at a base level just from a football standpoint to me. And the team that still pops out to me is the Cleveland Browns. Uh, that's the one I look at and go, I have less ifs or oohs or, ooh, I'm not sure about this or that with the Cleveland Browns than any of the other organizations. And I don't mean that to be like disrespectful. New Orleans, it's just a new coaching staff. We know it's you know a team a little bit in flux. Atlanta, the salary cap situation. You know, Calvin Ridley's not there. There's, you know, it's, it's a second-year coach. Again, a team that's in flux as well, rebuilding a defense. Carolina, the Matt Rule situation, what we talked about. So there's issues with all of them. The one I still find intriguing, Mike, is, you know, I think Cleveland makes a sense, sense from the football standpoint. I've been led to believe people close to the situation, one of the problems here is his heart is in Atlanta. Uh, the other three teams I was told pursued Deshaun Watson. I was told by somebody close to the situation that Deshaun Watson pursued Atlanta. They, they, that's where it kind of came out of nowhere. And it, it made, of course, the other two NFC South teams like, what? Oh, my gosh, Atlanta's in this? How? What? So that's where I, I think there could be some you know, indecisiveness here, too. And it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out over the next day or two here. And the Falcons' interest is still confusing to me. Right. I mean, that helps put it in context. Yeah. You've got Matt Ryan. Right. You've got a huge cap hit if you trade Matt Ryan. Then you've got to work into Sean Watson's contract. And if you don't get to Sean Watson, what do you do with Matt yeah. Ryan? We're right. going to talk more about Baker Mayfield and the obvious conclusions the Browns are reaching about him as manifested by the interest in Deshaun Watson. What happens with Matt Ryan if they don't get Deshaun Watson, and it very well could be that Ryan becomes the next domino Definitely. to go somewhere else, right. maybe to go to Indianapolis, yeah. maybe maybe to go to Cleveland if Baker Mayfield, when Baker Mayfield goes elsewhere. But for Deshaun Watson, he's in that, that mode of figuring out what he's going to do, and he could pick any of the four teams. And I that, that's the problem with having options with having choices you got to pick one at some point and sometimes it's better to have fewer to choose from uh, and this is exactly where Aaron Rodgers was we just didn't have it spelled out as plainly right Aaron Rodgers was picking from the teams that that knew they could yes. get him from the Packers even though they never directly engaged the Packers it was all done through Dave Dunn the agent for Aaron Rodgers, but it was the same thing. The only difference is Rodgers had the Packers. His current team is one of the choices. Deshaun Watson clearly does not. But we're just at the point where he's sitting at the table, just like Rodgers, sitting at the table with a menu. He's got four options, and he's got to pick one at some point. He knows it. He knows it. Yeah. And I don't know what he's going to do. I don't I don't know What's how your... you do it. I don't know how you... Yeah, I, I don't know. What's the one that know. makes sense to you? You know, just from football, we talk about ball, and, you know, we know the coaching situations, the owners... You know, it, it, I, you know, like I said, I said Cleveland is the one football-wise that makes sense to me. What about you? Any, anything else or you agree or anybody else jump out? My niece, the Browns fan, who does not follow the sport as closely as we do, right. who is not zealous over the top. Under, like, I'll get questions from her all the time, and it gives me a great understanding of how much the, the middle of the road, you know, loves the team, goes yeah. to some games, Watches but games. doesn't live it. Yeah, right. right, doesn't. Right. There's still a lot of things she doesn't understand because right. there's only so much time you can give a crap about something like this before it takes over your life. <laughs> right. She's not real thrilled about the idea of Deshaun Watson to the Browns. Mm. She's not real thrilled about it yeah. because of the other stuff. And, right. th that, and here's 
this this is this is part of the reality. Yeah. How welcome are you going to feel in this new city, Carolina? I, I the, the the and and I'm not making judgments here. I'm just trying to understand where it's going to be an easier transition for him, especially with these 22 civil actions still looming. If you win, if you win, I think it all gets forgotten or minimized yeah, or right. time passes. I think back to how badly Steelers fans wanted to run Ben Roethlisberger out of town 12 years ago. And once they made it to the Super Bowl that year, it was all forgotten. And, you know, 10 years later, it was like it never happened. Yeah. The things that got him suspended for six games reduced to four. I think that Carolina would be the one place where it would be the hardest for him to get past these off-field issues. Cleveland, it may not be easy, although they're so desperate for a winner there. I think for the most part, they would forgive and forget quickly and not even look at it. Um, I think New Orleans would be the place where I just think all the of the four choices, all the planets line up for New Orleans. You got continuity in the coaching staff. Yeah. You've got a great team that right. still was a high end contender without Drew Brees last year. And Jameis Winston got injured halfway through the season and the quarterback situation was kind of a mess. The only difference is Sean Payton isn't there. But if Sean Payton was there, Chris, they would not be pursuing Deshaun Watson. Yeah, you said so. That. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, yeah, it would be more attractive to Watson if Peyton was there, but if Peyton was there, they wouldn't be attracted to Watson. But you've still got Pete Carmichael, who's been there forever. You've got Dennis Allen, who's done a great job with the defense. You've got Alvin Kamara. You've got Michael Thomas, presumably being healthy this year. I, I just, that that Peyton offense, to, to twist it, to morph it into something that would absorb a guy like Deshaun Watson, who's got a very different skill set than Drew Brees did, that's the challenge for the coaching staff, but all things considered, stability of coaching staff, yeah. quality of team around him, uh, reception in the city, I think the Saints make the most sense. You think that's the most stable coaching staff? I, I, I was I was going to ask you that next. I want to ask you two things. I want to ask you one, what what you know? Do you yeah? Because I I, I mean the the continuity is real. It's it's a new you know new as far as new head coach. It's unproven. But you're right. I mean, they're definitely on stable ground here for a while. It seems like Cleveland's on stable ground, right? Atlanta, I, I don't. They're on stable ground. I mean, Carolina's the one where it's shaky coach, and now and and we think it might be you know on the hot seat a little bit. But why also do you not think he'll be accepted in Carolina? I wanted to hear what you said about that. Or I just, about. I think, I mean, look again, it's the environment there. You mean as far as like the owner and Jerry Richardson, that stuff? No, 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 okay. no. All right. I think back to when Cam Newton was there, right? And Cam Newton was criticized for everything possible, and, and you know, I don't, I don't want to accuse an entire state or or region of the country of having certain racial biases that get manifested in the way that their fans complain about people. But there was kind of that thing with Cam Newton, like things Cam Newton did. There was a, a compliment of the fan base that was pearl clutching over things that were no big deal. Right. So I just, I just wonder, you know, Southern so you town, conservative yeah, town, I hear you, you drop, right. you drop Deshaun Watson in there with this baggage of 22 lawsuits regarding behavior during massage therapy sessions where there are admissions that, some of these things did turn sexual 
and it was consensual. Yeah, These are just right. 22 of the individuals who had a problem with that. I just don't know how that, go, how that goes down. You know, you got kind of Bible Belt. You got kind of, you kind of it, 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 again, I, I, again, I don't want to, I don't want to paint I hear what with you're a broad saying. brush here right. over the, an entire area. I got you. But I just remember there was a lot of stuff that Cam Newton got criticized for. You're like, what's wrong with you people? Yeah, right. He's like, like what's, what's, he's awesome. Like, he's one of the 10 best yes. quarterbacks of football. What are we talking about? Why are we so worried he about what he's wearing too much. school? Or, I mean, yeah. what he's wearing He wears work. weird clothes. Right. And yeah, like, I mean. He so celebrates if, if, too much. Oh, right. okay. Well, then right. tackle him. I don't know what to say. Oh, I was. You know, so, I mean, and then, yes, now, I know. Now, yeah. now, now, obviously, Watson, based yeah, on the allegations different. against him, right. and how these cases go. See, we that, that's the one thing that we can't lose sight of. Just because yeah. he wasn't indicted by a grand jury last week doesn't mean he's going to win these 22 civil cases. Mm-hmm. doesn't mean anything. All it means is he wasn't indicted, and there are plenty of reasons why someone isn't indicted, including whether or not the prosecutor wanted to indict them. That's one of the biggest factors. We've talked about this before, but it bears repeating. When you go to a grand jury, the prosecutor has all the power. The defendant isn't represented. The victims don't have a voice unless they're called to testify by the grand jury. But the prosecutor can really sway what happens. And that doesn't mean he's innocent of anything. All it means is he's not being indicted on any charges. He's got these 22 cases that are going forward. They will play out. There will be public trials at some point unless the cases settle. And and that's going to add fuel to this discomfort that a fan base may have. So uh, I and, and again, this is about Deshaun Watson trying to find the place where it's going to be the easiest transition for him. And he's yeah. going to feel the most welcome. And, right. and again, this is a guy who believes he didn't do anything wrong. So, I, I'm you know. We try to be objective and neutral and say, hey, folks, let's let this all play out. There's a system that needs to unfold. But from Watson's perspective, who subjectively believes he did nothing wrong, obviously he's going to be looking for a place where he feels comfortable that the fans agree with him. Right. Regardless of who's right or wrong, he's going to want a place where they're rallying around him. Carolina, not so sure he's going to have 100% saturation of people saying, you're absolutely right, Deshaun. Everything you did is right. No problem. But the Saints, I just, I just gut feeling, it, it's, it's the connection there between team and city is so strong. And if the team's on board with it, let's go do it. And you know, we had some rough times at quarterback last year without Drew Brees. I think that that he's more likely to be welcomed with with open arms and and minimum reservations in in New Orleans, especially in comparison to Charlotte. Yeah, and, I, and again, whoever doesn't get him, my God, this makes for some high drama in yes, the NFC it does. South, right? There's going to be sour grapes for the team that doesn't get him. Uh, it really is. It's unbelievable that it's it's three NFC South teams and you know one AFC North team, which is you know stacked with two star uh, quarterbacks already. You add Watson into the group, there you go. Oh my gosh, wow! I, I, I Mike, I, I mean, I don't know where it goes either. It's a tough decision. You're right. He's got to weigh all those things. I mean, it's not easy. And I would think, yes, the how am I going to feel? How am I going to be received? You know, how is the organization going to support me through, you know, the the bumps in the road that we're going to have to deal with as far as, you know, when I get signed, there's going to be some backlash. And you're right. I don't think, you know, that that's the other aspect here I do, do think we're forgetting is the fact that uh, there, there's still more to come out here. This is not done. You're right. Public opinion can be swayed a little bit more here 
You know, and with the decision, the next two or three more day, you know, next two or three days, you get into that, you know, like you said, the civil, you know, conversations again. And if he doesn't look good coming out of it, he's going to have to take some more lumps, or it's going to be more critical of him. So there's still a lot to be played out here in this situation. Um, the other what side of it too? Well, no, I I'm looking at my text because I'm trying to figure out whether the Matt Ryan restructuring was actually filed yet. Apparently, it hasn't been because I pulled up the numbers on SpotRack for Matt Ryan, and I don't see this restructuring that he supposedly did. He's still showing up with a cap charge of forty eight point six six million. So they're officially carrying that into the new league year. If they didn't file that restructuring yesterday, he's on the books right now for forty eight point two two million. And I'm trying to do the math real quick here. He actually has a guaranteed roster bonus. It no, it becomes guaranteed tomorrow of three of seven point five million. So they owe him that as of tomorrow. He's got a salary of sixteen point two five million. I'm just looking at these numbers here and I'm doing the math well, real quick. If they would move on from him, right. if they would move on from him before tomorrow, they would take a cap charge of well, it's, it's a healthy amount. It looks like it's about thirty five million cap charge they'd take if they'd move on from him tomorrow. But under that under that restriction okay, Pete, Pete, you gotta let me talk. You got to let me talk. Uh, regardless of what it's going to be, it's not going to be $55 million under that restructuring. The restructuring apparently hasn't gone through yet, but we'll see. That's yeah. one of the things I'm trying to figure and, out. And Has that restructuring gone through? Right, yeah. And the restructuring, I know. I, I can't even remember. I, I know I read it. What was that? Friday, Thursday, whatever? What, what was the number that we thought it was going to be adjusted to? Was it down to the 30s, right? I thought that's what it, where it ended up being, but I can't remember off the top of my head either. Either way. You know, you look at this situation. I mean, yes, that's they get this happens. Watson picks Atlanta. All right, yes, they're they're they got some salary cap issues, but I don't know, Mike. I know we discussed this a little yesterday. You know, for Deshaun Watson, I I'd, I'd probably take you know take my lumps for one year. Okay, so what? We'll take our lumps. Yes, we got a huge number here, but you know after that. Hey, his number is going to be pretty manageable for us as a football team, and we can start to build a team. And like we've always talked about, this is not a trade or something where you go, oh, this is Aaron Rodgers or Peyton Manning or Tom Brady at the end of his career. We're talking about a guy that's, what is he, Pete, 26? I mean, somewhere in that range where you just go, it's, it's, he's got a whole career left in front of him and has a body and you know a way about him that looks like it's it, you know it won't give out it's so that that to me if i'm Atlanta, i would i would take the chance and take that lump for a guy like deshaun watson well uh again this is one of the questions we need to get to the bottom of because if they have done this restructuring they were looking at a much bigger cap charge if they trade him i just got to figure all that out and get the numbers out there so people can understand how difficult or easy it's going to be for the falcons to do it but clearly they're at the table would you do it they're willing to do it yeah would you if do i was it? the falcons yeah um I guess. I don't know. I, I, I you know, you, you're going to have Deshaun Watson for 10 years. It may take you a few years to get to where you want to be as you're getting through yeah. this. Th th whenever you separate from a franchise quarterback, the first year is going to entail a cap hit that that is going to affect your ability to do business. Right. So if, if Watson wants to be there and he understands it's going to take a couple of years to get us to where we want to be, but this is our plan for becoming contenders, then, then yeah, I would do it because you're you're basically setting yourself up with 
and th- this isn't this isn't uh, apples to apples, but it's kind of like Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers, Joe Montana to Steve Young. You you don't have that gap after a franchise quarterback where you're saying, "What the hell are we doing? Who's our next Matt Ryan?" Yeah, and and Matt Ryan has been really good, really I good. Mean, you know, he gets. I don't. I don't know. I don't know why there isn't. Maybe because they didn't win the Super Bowl, and yeah. it's not his yeah. fault. Maybe a little bit that they blew that lead against the the uh, Patriots in Super Bowl Fifty One. But he's an MVP. He's he's had great numbers. He's, he's damn gradually good. climbing the list. He's, yeah. Yeah. And so and so to be able to pass the baton from him to Deshaun Watson. Yeah, you could do a hell of a lot worse if you're the Falcons. So I yeah. guess I would do it. The window's open right now. Right. If Matt Ryan stays one more year, what's the window going to be open for next year? Where are you going to have a franchise quarterback that falls into your lap? So yeah, I don't know why I'm hesitating, but I would do it. I guess I'm hesitating because it 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 just didn't seem like something the Falcons were going to want to do. No. But if if what you're hearing is right that yeah. this is Watson driving yeah. the bus, I I've been led then, to believe it's Watson. This is one where he. Then, this is one of the teams he reached out to. And they were like, "Oh, wait, what? You'd want to come here?" And then they they tried to organize a plan to, you know, appeal to him after that. And I, you know, I, I do. I think I saw a report last night that they told what Matt Ryan, or there was at least a report that they had let him know that Deshaun Watson yeah. and them were in contact la- last weekend yeah. or whatever. And his sister in law disputed that, by the way. Okay, all right. Um, so yeah, that's we're not yeah. sure about that. All right, all right. Yeah. Yep. And 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 now now we have to now we have to consider. With Ryan, the same thing we're going to talk about with Baker Mayfield is their irreparable harm done if they don't get Deshaun Watson. Yeah, right. Right? Yeah, I hear um, you. I don't think that'll be the case with Matt Ryan. I think he's mature enough, secure enough in what he is to understand. You know, there was talks last year, right, Mike? So he's had a little preparation of they might draft a quarterback. There was a lot of talk that they might be one of those teams at pick number four. You know, I think he understands that he's still real good, but – you know, like a Peyton Manning in the Indianapolis. Wait, there's a guy like this available. You know, I know it's not apples to apples either, but hey, a guy like this available that you could set up the franchise with for a long time. I think he'd understand that. And nonetheless, he's going to have some people that will be knocking down his door trying to get him if they do sign Deshaun Watson. And that would be amazing if it happens because Ryan is the guy who has constantly said, I don't want to go. I don't want right. to go. I see these other quarterbacks. Moving. I don't want to go. I want to stay. I want to stay. And he's going to get shoved out the door, which is why Aaron Rodgers took the stand he did because he knows that loyalty is not a two-way street when you're dealing with NFL teams. It's not. They, they'll, they'll act like it is as long as you fit with their plan. The moment you don't fit with their plan, I mean, they want you, and I guess this is true of most employers, frankly. Yeah. They want you to be all in and committed to them. They want you to be loyal. They want you to be a good soldier. They want you to not make waves. They want you to not cause trouble until the moment that they're done with you. And the moment that they're done with you, get out of here. Who cares? Goodbye. We got a better option. We got a cheaper option. We got somebody who's 10 years younger than you. We got this. We got that. And and thanks for all your loyalty. Now get the hell out. Yeah. That's what Aaron yeah. Rodgers saw happening to him. Right. He saw it unfolding the moment that they called Jordan Love's name from the podium in the draft in 2020. That's why he got pissed off. Yeah. And it's happening to Matt Ryan now. Yeah. So you know what? You can say, hey. You you can say Matt Ryan's mature and he'll Matt Ryan may be saying, "Hey you bastards." <laughs> I've I'm seriously. I he'd know. Be saying, what do you you know? I'm sure he I've is. Never, I'm sure he is to I've a degree. I've suffered. Yeah. I have suffered right. through 
crap for the last five years. Ever since we lost that Super Bowl, which wasn't my fault, wasn't my fault. I'm not the defensive coordinator. Yeah, you know, I'm not sending in the plays right. when yeah. we're trying to 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 get a lead that's insurmountable. Yeah. I'm just I'm just doing my job. Uh, I have, and ever since then, the organization has fallen apart around me. I have suffered through it, and I've never complained. I've never asked to be traded. I've never said a word other than show up and bust my ass every and single play day. Play awesome, and like you pull, said. And you're and you're gonna pull this crap on me in yeah. the twilight of my career. Yeah. So if I'm him, I want. If I'm him, seriously. I, I understand it's within the team's rights to explore all of its options and whatnot, but I I I I'll say, I would say to the Falcons, that's fine. You didn't get Deshaun Watson. You shot your shot. Now I, I want out. Get me out of here. I'm not signing this restructuring. And again, I'm trying to find out if this thing went through. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. Get me out of here. Yeah, I, I, listen, I, I understand. There's certainly he would have you know every right to be upset. He would. Uh, I I don't know. I just don't see that in him. I don't. You know, again, I think he, you know, loves Atlanta. I think he's hell bent on trying to be the quarterback, the first one to bring a Super Bowl to that town. I do. I think that's really like one of the reasons he's continually said, like, I want to stay here. I want to stay here. But the NFL, and you talked about any employer, it's it's an unfair business. The NFL is the unfairest of them all. I mean, that's just the way it is. So we'll see. I know. I mean, again, hey, I mean, he, Matt Ryan, if they do sign Watson, you know, like you said. Cleveland, we're going to talk about Baker Mayfield here. That certainly seems like it's very shaky and on the rocks. The Colts, I mean, you look at some of those options and you go, well, they're in better spots right now than the Atlanta Falcons as teams. That's not even close. You know, might be a blessing in disguise if it all happens. Maybe he ends up in a better situation with a team that's, you know, more ready to make a run in the playoffs or the Super Bowl. Okay, so, yeah, and, and it's important to take a step back. Yeah. These meetings that have happened, they didn't happen at the behest of the teams. They happened at the behest of Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson wanted to interview the teams. Deshaun Watson wanted to decide where he wants to play next. These teams have bent over backwards, jumped through hoops, brought all the key players to sit down and talk to Deshaun Watson. This isn't about these four teams screening Deshaun Watson to make sure they don't have a problem. That there aren't issues. I mean, I really don't get the impression that any of these teams are all that troubled no. by what could happen with these 22 civil lawsuits. And I'm not making a judgment here. I'm just saying they don't yeah. seem to care. Yeah, right. Maybe they should. Right. They don't. They don't. They're, so, they're, whether it's they're taking his word for it or they think whatever happened was no big deal or, or I don't know. I don't know how they got to the point where they're so comfortable. But remember, last year the Panthers were ready to do it. Yeah, they were they comfortable. They were ready to do it. Right. Sight unseen, criminal investigation pending, civil cases pending. They would have done it last October if Watson would have waived his no-trade clause to go to Carolina. He just wouldn't. He wanted to go to Miami. So um, I, I don't get the impression. And that that's the thing. Like, so what do you think it's about? What's they, your, what do you, what do you, what, you think it's, I, I, listen, more I, I gauging their happened, fan base and their city to see how no, it's received. I don't think they care. Yeah. I don't think they care. Yeah. I think they'll, they'll deal with it. Whatever it is, we'll deal with it. Right. You know why? It's eventually going to pass like everything else. It's eventually going to pass and we're going to have a quarterback for 10 years. They don't care about the reaction. They really don't. I think that's what it comes down to. No, whatever I, it is, whatever I, happens, yeah. we don't care. We want a franchise quarterback. Sometimes you got to take you got to take uh, a few lumps in the short term to get to where you want to be. And and if he wins, it's incumbent on us to put a winning team on the field. But if we if we win and he plays well, 
this is all going to be forgotten. Yeah. That, look, yeah. it's just, just the way it works in sports. It is. It's the way Examples it works in any business, scrubs, like you said. And excuses are made of the stars. Yeah. You're going to look the other way. Right. If this is somebody who is a high performer, you're going to look the other way on a lot of stuff. On a lot of stuff. And, and I really do think that the decision of the grand jury last week not to indict Deshaun Watson on any charges was viewed by some as literally a get out of jail free card. I, and and I mean, like it's over, it's done. Like yeah. it's, it, yeah. like this this concern is now past us, but it's really not. And then that's not the way it should be. But that's that's how these these teams and the Texans and Watsons camp played it perfectly. They they drew all these teams out of the weeds over the weekend. They seized on this idea that the truth came out. You know the the Shefty tweet that he got dragged for, but maybe that went a long way toward laying the foundation for what we now have, where there are these teams that are perfectly comfortable to get to Sean Watson. They're falling all over themselves to get to Sean Watson. They've played this perfectly. The Texans and Watson have played this perfectly, where it's not even a question for any of these teams. They are so hell-bent on getting the guy that they're not even thinking about what the blowback's going to be. No, None of them. No, you're right. I mean, Nick Casario's played it perfectly. We worried about, you know, what might happen. I mean, you know, good for him. I mean, really, you're, you're right. You know, Watson, their team, as far as that's concerned, you know, Mike, I know I've been saying for a long time, and I, I just heard from too many people in the NFL that kind of chalked it up to, I don't want to say don't care, but maybe not as a big a deal as we'd like it to be made. Certainly, I don't know if this is right, but like you said, we see this all the time in the NFL. That's part of it. We see it in any business. If you're super talented, you get away with stuff, period. You know, I mean, that's the way it is. Hey, Chris Collinsworth wants a meeting pushed back 30 minutes? Sure, Chris Collinsworth. Chris Sims asked for the meeting to be pushed back 30 minutes? No, screw you. It starts now. Let's go. I mean, that's just the way it is. You know, who, are you? who the hell cares about Chris <laughs> Sims? I mean, damn. That's just the way it is in any company, certainly. And it doesn't make it right. But I do like, you know, I, I, I think there is that sentiment a little, Mike, like you're saying. They're not caring. I mean, David Tepper, it sounds like he's been extremely aggressive and will continue to be extremely aggressive with this Deshaun Watson situation throughout so he's never seemed to have bat, bat an eye there in, in, as far as this like you said with last year or even now um, you know again I don't know if it makes it right but that's just the way it is this age and or this day and age and in, in the NFL and really in life anywhere Chris I would push back a meeting for with you for the pay hey, thanks minutes. I just, know you would just well, you know why, though? I, you didn't let me get to finish because that would be 30 more minutes of my life that I wouldn't have to deal with. It. Oh, so, great. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for that, Let's Mike. push it another 30 minutes. Thanks. Let's push it another 30 Thank minutes. Thank you. And maybe at some point we'll delay it long enough that I'll be dead and nah, I'll never have yeah, to do it. Sorry. Nah, now, the 30 <laughs> minutes, right. if you're there, I'm just going to be hanging out next to you anyways, just grabbing you and hitting you anyways. So just, you know, you don't, you right. don't, you don't need that. Um. I, I, as best I can tell, I'm I'm multitasking during the show to get to no, the not Ryan you, thing. you multitasking. Well, this is actually. I mean, I'm not. I'm not. At least you're not like texting, texting or writing an article. You're actually working on breakfast. the show. Right. Right. Okay. Like, hey, can you make eggs for me? No, I'm. I'm actually. This is real. Like trying to find out about this Matt Ryan thing. It's not in the system. It still shows his base salary and cap number for 2022. Has not shown a restructuring yet for 2022. So. Um, it looks like they have slammed the brakes on the Matt Ryan restructuring while they figure out whether or not they're going to have right. Deshaun Watson on the team. And and look, if Watson picked them, everybody else picked Watson. If Watson picked them, 
that that maybe gives them the inside track when it's time for him to make his decision. As long as they're comfortable, as long as he got the sense right. from them right. that they're truly comfortable, but they wouldn't have taken the meeting. I don't think they so. They could have easily said yeah. Matt Ryan's our guy. Right. And Arthur Blank seems like he's been aggressive about the quarterback. Last year, he said he was going to let the coaches make a decision You know, in the draft. There was a lot of rumors, that, like we said, that Atlanta was hot on one of those quarterbacks before they decided on Kyle Pitts. A lot of people thought they were hot on Trey Lance. Either way, I think there was real discussion there to kind of start a new era or a new, you know, a, a new way with Arthur Smith and everybody at the quarterback position. Um, so it's been on their radar. And, and like you said, I think obviously if there was a meeting there, Arthur Blank was supposedly there, that they are serious and that they're willing to take on Deshaun Watson if, if he does decide to go there. And before we move on to Baker Mayfield, because we need to get to that eventually, we only have a two-hour show, let's hope that the Falcons have improved their internal investigative functions and procedures beyond what they were 15 years ago next month. When we learned that Michael Vick was leading a double life, basically, where he would go to Surrey County, Virginia, and operate a dogfighting ring, and the Falcons had no idea. They had no idea. And this is all happening relatively out in the open. When you show up for these dogfights, other people are there. Other people are present. Hey, that's Mike Vick fighting dogs. I mean, how long did it go on? It went on years, years. And they had no idea. They gave him a huge contract. They had no idea. He's doing this constantly. No idea. So here's hoping that they've they've got better security personnel who did the due diligence on Deshaun Watson before they went all in for Deshaun Watson. Cause it, it's astounding to me. And I, I went back and revisited the whole Vic thing because of, you know, I haven't done this yet, but because of that, um, uh, playmakers available wherever you get your books. There's a chapter on Mike Vic and it's, it really is stunning that they had no idea that he was doing this because it wasn't as much of a secret as anyone would have thought that it was. It really wasn't. So yeah. hopefully they, hopefully, Hopefully everyone's taking seriously what could happen. What could happen, right? Yeah. With, uh, with Deshaun Watson's 22 civil lawsuits, because they are still going to go forward. And, and let's hope it's not just a case of Watson's agent and lawyer making a very persuasive effort on behalf of their client to convince these folks it's going to be okay, because that's what they're supposed to do. That's their job. L let's hope that they've done a proper objective examination and understand what still could happen with these 22 civil cases. All right. Uh, Baker Mayfield, you said it yesterday. I came to the conclusion yesterday. I went from thinking, well, hey, it's Deshaun Watson. If they get him, you know, no hard feelings, Baker, to thinking they're done with Baker. You were saying it yesterday. They're done with Baker. Mortensen was on ESPN yesterday. They're done with Baker. They want an adult at the quarterback position. The language There's I no coming. Right. I read no a text back you with similar that. language yeah. from somebody from in the know there. In Cleveland, too. Same, same wording there. So I thought that was kind of funny, too. There's no coming back from that. Not, especially if you think the guy's immature. If you think the guy's immature, the last way that you're going to preserve the relationship is by leaking the idea that you think he's immature. Because you have to assume he's going to react. Wait a minute. Immaturely. So this is done. It's over. It's kaput. I, I, what are they going to do with Baker Mayfield, Chris? I, I mean... There's going to be suitors. I mean, he's he's talented enough. He is an NFL starting quarterback. There's no doubt. With with still, you know, some upside to where you look at it and go, well, there's potential. We know that. Like we've said, when Baker Mayfield is hot, again, I mean, he's got a he's got a pretty special arm. 
I mean, he he can throw the ball 70 yards in the air. He could throw any throw on the field and put power on it, fit the ball into you know quick windows. He does that, but we know there's some inconsistencies. And then, yes, there's been rumors for over the last year or so about him kind of being a pain in the butt in Cleveland. You know, there there has been. Whether it's been with the media, you know, you hear other rumors. Of course, the Odell Beckham Jr. situation. And again, you know, even with that, I think that spoke volumes a little bit this year. It said a little something. So there is risk with it. But yeah, Odell, you didn't hear anybody in Cleveland, you know, crapping Odell Beckham Jr. when he left town. I think that said a lot. And then he went to another team and they absolutely loved him. So uh, yeah, there's some issues there with Baker Mayfield. The details of that, I don't know. But we do know he's a pain in the butt. We've heard that before. And it seems like you know, he, he, Stefanski, whatever, the brass in, in Cleveland, they don't see eye to eye. And it seems like Cleveland's just had enough and they're looking for a change. Um, I, and again, I don't want to replow this ground, but yeah. you're worried about not having an adult at quarterback. So you, I mean, with all the baggage with Deshaun Watson, I, you're, you're, you're swapping one problem for another problem at the quarterback position, but ultimately it comes down to who can play at the highest level. And if Baker Mayfield yeah. was playing at a high level, they'd deal with this. Look, Aaron Rodgers is a pain in the ass. Right. It's well documented by now. Yeah. We've learned a lot about Aaron Rodgers over the last year, and I think that a majority of Americans who pay attention to the NFL would agree that Aaron Rodgers is a pain in the ass. But he's also one of the great quarterbacks of all time, and he's a two-time MVP. Right. So the Packers will deal with it. If you're not, and, and, and the, the moment that Aaron Rodgers slips, they're going to run him the hell out of town. Yeah. As long as he plays at a high level, he's fine. Baker Mayfield doesn't play well enough to justify being a pain in the ass. So they've had enough. Four years, it's enough. We've got this contract situation. He wants way too much money. We're never going to pay him that much. It's it, No, we're not going to let yeah. him play this year and play so well that our fans are like, you got to give him 50 yeah, million a year. Right, no, right, right. no, it's done. It's over. It, and we'll find somebody else. I just don't know where they're going to go if they don't get Deshaun Watson. I know. It, it, it seems like it, it. I mean, it does. It has all the feelings, especially even with, you know, his Instagram post or whatever his tweet that he put out the other night that it just seems like, you know, it, it's coming to an end there, certainly. And, you know, the the adult in the you know adult or we're breaking up because we want an adult when I hear something like that again I don't know or anything but this to me seems like it goes beyond you know maybe being a little bit of a jerk behind the microphone or having a spat with some player in the locker room when I hear that you know that's where I would say like what it is different than Deshaun Watson and Aaron Rodgers you know they might be a pain in the butt for their own reasons but not when it comes to football not when it comes to football. You know, they're going to listen to the coaching. There's going to be the conversation. They're going to do all the things right in the locker room, on the field. You know, no excuses, whatever else. Yes. And I, and I have a feeling that with Baker Mayfield, it's gone into that territory a little bit where, you know, they're, you know whatever it is, there's, there's something missing there that they don't like either, let alone maybe some of the antics, you know, like we've talked about as far as attention behind the microphone and stuff like that. I just remember when he first landed on my radar screen when he was at Oklahoma, my conclusion was this kid's kind of a punk, but there's something endearing about yes. him right. as a punk. And and I'm sorry, but the shoe fits. And he comes to Cleveland, it's like, you know, he's still kind of a punk, but I kind of like it. It's kind of a, you know, it's kind it's of an a, edgy, an edgy yeah, right. likable. He's a likable punk, right? right? Um, and then as time goes by, I mean, that's a problem. What we see publicly is just a sliver of what the team deals with behind the scenes. And 
And we've seen enough of it flash in four years with the Browns. Whether I remember when he 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 went after Tony Grossi, he was just being kind of condescending right. and demeaning and disrespectful. Right. And it's a punk. You're right. being a punk. And 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 that was the first go moment after I thought, the fans last year because they booed. That's and they, right. But the, he at some point at some point yeah. he he went from likable punk to unlikable punk. And if you are unlikable punk behind the scenes. That's going to get you run out the door if you're not playing well enough. That's the worst possible combination. Unlikable punk, not a high-end performer. They are going to get rid of you. And it's it's funny, Chris. I I was thinking back to stuff they were trying to push on the media late in the regular season. They planned to move forward with Baker Mayfield at the quarterback position. That was one of the Sunday splash reports on NFL Network, one of the final Sundays of uh, the 2021 campaign. And I wrote something about it at the time saying, this this is worthless. It's meaningless. They're trying to push this idea to see if someone will trade for the guy. They're they're already laying the groundwork yeah. to trade Baker Mayfield by saying we plan to make him our side. We have no intent to trade Russell Wilson. It's all the same chatter yeah, that you hear time right. and again when they're sending signals. And the signal's been there that they're done with Baker Mayfield. And it's clear now that they're done they're done. Um, it cer- it we talked yesterday like about the, the potential destinations. Uh, whoever may be interested, they've had a few days now to really watch the film and and ask them. That's it, you better be comfortable taking in Baker Mayfield and everything that goes along with Baker Mayfield. If you're going to trade for him, you can't say you're surprised if he shows up and he starts, you know, uh, creating issues internally by by being a certain, you know, just just being a pain in the ass. Yeah. Maybe he'll get his maybe he'll get his wake up call. I don't know. A lot of it depends upon where he goes and how they welcome him in. Like last year when Carson Wentz gets kicked out of Philly and goes to Indianapolis and he thinks it's not me, it's them. Wherever Baker Mayfield goes this year, they need to impress upon him. You were the problem in Cleveland, and we expect you to change. Yeah, and no question. Uh, again, hey, it's 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 quarterback, head coach. It doesn't seem to mesh, you know, as far as personality wise. That just from the outside looking in, Stefanski. You know, usually head coaches, offensive play callers want a quarterback that's kind of an extension of them to a degree. You know, and and Stefanski seems like a pretty even keeled, same kind of guy every day. Baker Mayfield seems like the opposite of that, where it's it's all over the place. You know, I, I, you know that's that's the way I look at it. You know, again, that's hey, Drew Brees has an edge about him, just like Sean Payton, and then they're going to be surgically destroy you with their brains. They were the same that way. You know, Brady is very similar to a McDaniel's or a Belichick as far as being a robot and incredibly. That's what p- teams want as far as their quarterback is concerned. That's where it's a little iffy with Baker Mayfield. But like, I mean, again, if I'm the Indianapolis Colts. This is the guy that I'm. I'm going to put at the top of the list. I, I'm going to go. Oh man. Okay. Well, again, our options are limited out here. Uh, Baker Mayfield would certainly be a guy I would look at. Uh, he fits that offense. They like to throw the ball down the field with you know power outside the numbers. He can do that. That would make sense certainly. And then like the other thing, like you said, Mike, is Cleveland is like, what's their plan? I got to think that they have something ready. No matter what, even if Deshaun Watson doesn't go there, the fact that they've gone down the path this far with Baker Mayfield, that there's something lurking, whether that's a Jimmy Garoppolo trade or they're fine with signing Marcus Mariota and making him the starter, uh, that got to think they have another plan here. They didn't just do this and go, well, we'll figure it out after we destroy him publicly and then try to do it. Yeah, no, they, they absolutely are very strategic in their planning. 
John T. Batesta, who's been there as the, the what he's got some title. It's got strategy in it. I mean, it's it's not just analytics. Yeah. It's planning for everything. Right. They have a plan for everything. Whether or not it works is a different issue, but they have a plan for everything. They surely have a plan for this. And step one was try to get Deshaun Watson. And that ended up being the first public indication that they were done with Baker Mayfield. And it's just kind of unfolded from there. If they don't get Deshaun Watson, they will have another plan. They will move in a different direction. And I don't know, maybe, maybe they, for all we know, called the Seahawks at some yeah, point about right. Russell Wilson and Wilson wasn't going to play for the Cleveland Browns, but it, it could be that, and I don't think it could be, I think it will be that, that they'll move to someone else and they have a pretty good idea who they're going to get if they don't get to Sean Watson. And I think they have a pretty good idea what they're going to do with Baker Mayfield and who will take him. And a lot of it depends upon who doesn't get Deshaun Watson, but yeah. I still, I'm pushing the lions. I'm all in for the lions to get, Baker Mayfield, because I think Dan Campbell can control Baker Mayfield, and I think Baker Mayfield will be an extension of Dan Campbell. If you can harness that fire that's in Baker Mayfield and point it in the right direction, you can have a special player, a special attitude, and the Lions need that attitude. The Lions need to. They haven't had a guy with his kind of swagger really since Bobby Lane, and it's been 60 years now, but who think of a, think of a Lions quarterback. In your lifetime, Chris, that you say, wow, that guy was a badass. No. Wow. Yeah. Wow. No, yeah. you're right. Lions quarterback. I mean, that's that's what I want my quarterback to be. He's got that attitude. He's, you know, the sheriff. and They, they haven't had anybody like that. No, they like haven't that. had anybody like that. You're right. Stafford, as much as if he was a badass and throwing lasers all over the field, that was the thing that, you know, he was not that. He wasn't always the guy that was, you felt like was going to yell at the offense and, yeah, gave off that aura to a degree. You're right. There's nobody in my lifetime. The 80s, certainly not Scott Mitchell in the 90s and all of that. No, there's been nobody even close to that in my lifetime, actually. You're right. And, I mean, really, I'm a historian. You're right. Even before I was born, I don't know. You're, Bobby Lane really might be it. And that is pretty crazy to say about an organization. I'm looking back through the list of quarterbacks, and uh, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna bore people with the names, but my gosh, I mean, I remember Greg Landry was like, a, you know, but they weren't very successful. I don't I don't remember much about Greg Landry as a as a as a leader uh, or not, but uh, yeah, all the way back to Bobby Lane. I mean, it's a long list of guys who didn't win all that much for the Detroit Lions, and I, not that Baker makes them into a guaranteed winner, but I think he gives that team what it's looking for that's when you think back to the kneecap biter press conference from last year from dan campbell i think that mayfield is the guy i remember first thinking at some point in the 21 season it may not work out for baker mayfield in cleveland where could he go boy detroit would be perfect because he just fits he's so much closer to dan campbell yeah, in personality sure. than Certainly. jared goff i i hear you there so much closer yes, I, I i hear what you're saying it's it, it's it's makes sense from that standpoint it's again i think the thing that i would Maybe think there would be some trepidation from from Detroit standpoint is, hey, they just took a risk on a guy like Jared Goff. They have that money there. Baker Mayfield, you know, you're gonna have some of those same questions. Even though I think he's clearly more talented than Jared Goff. You know, like like we've said, there there's Baker Mayfield does have potential to be a top tenish type quarterback. He does have that. 
Uh, he he's can throw, la like we said, lasers all over the field. And when he was hot at the end of the 2020 season, I mean, he was playing as good a football as any quarterback in the league and making am 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 amazing throws, unbelievable plays. But that that's the worry, I think, if you're Detroit uh, with, with the Baker Mayfield situation following a Jared Goff. You know, there is going to be that perception out there of like, wait, what are you guys doing? We're taking a chance with, you know, again, another team's castaway guy. And, you know, of course, that could set you up for disaster, too, if it doesn't work out. And, and really what happened last year, and the Lions have never come out and said it. I think it was a courtesy by Brad Holmes, the general manager of the Lions and a former executive with the Rams, to not say, hey, basically, we we got a first-round pick for taking on this crap Jared Goff contract. Anything we get out of Jared Goff is a positive. It's what the Browns did with Brock Osweiler in 2017. The only difference is the Lions actually used the guy. The Browns ended up cutting Brock Osweiler. They kept him around right up until the start of the season, but then they got rid of him because it's like, we only took on his contract, his guaranteed contract, to get a second-round pick from the Texans. The Lions took on Stafford or took on Goff when they traded Stafford to get two ones in a three instead of a one in a three. And that was the immediate reaction at the time. I talked to the general manager. It's like, yeah, it's a one in a three for Stafford and it's a one to take on Goff's contract. And so they got a year out of Goff. Now, again, I don't know how you sell that to your fan base yeah, now. Right. I don't think you need to. I think the fan base, if I'm a Lions fan and and I and and they're dumping Jared Goff for Baker Mayfield. My reaction is thank God they finally woke up. Yeah, thank God I they finally either. woke up. I, I would be Jared happy Goff's too. not the guy. I would be happy. Yeah, you gotta you gotta know that he's not the guy. Certainly, I'm, I'm with you there, no doubt. Um, they're gonna have to you know figure that out. I haven't heard any rumors there. Have you? I just want to make sure. Uh, no, no, this is but, all hypothetical. But, right. Okay. But but you know who works for the Lions? Um, Spielman. A, a certain. A certain gum-chomping, white sweater-wearing general manager oh, of the Browns. Oh, buddy boys there? Baker good old Mayfield. buddy boys buddy there? Buddy boys there. Buddy boy. Hey, buddy boy. Buddy boy. Yeah. Hey, buddy boy. Buddy, 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 buddy. Yeah. Okay. That's awesome. John so, Dorsey. John Dorsey. Former Browns GM who made the phone call to Baker forgot Mayfield about four that. years ago. Um, and, and, you know, and, and he's uh, probably very persistent. Hey, guys, this is what we're looking for. You talk about this all the time. This is what you want. This is what this guy has, and we can guide him. We can shape him. We can mold him. And wouldn't John Dorsey love to get his hands on Baker Mayfield and turn him into something? Not that he's directly in the front lines working with him, but be part of the process that makes the Browns regret giving up on him. Taking the guy that he brought to Cleveland and turning him into something that he could have been in Cleveland, but the Browns just weren't able to get him to where he wanted to be. And he's got two good seasons. Two bad seasons, yeah. and the Browns are ready to get off the train because of the personality. I just think the personality fits with the lines. There's 32 teams out there. Everyone's different. Every coach is different. Every owner's different. So yeah. I think uh, I think that that uh, I, 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 so I've heard nothing. I know. So I've pasta and meatballs is totally taking you there right now. I like I'm that. Just, no, it, this is me saying to the Lions, do it. Go get. Baker Mayfield. Don't do this it, Lions. Exactly it might all be a setup want. just to, for the Vikings to succeed. Just be careful no, here. He might no, be laying down no, a trap, this guy. No, listen. You don't hey, know. Vikings, Can't trust him. <laughs> offer Kirk Cousins for Baker Mayfield. If I mean, I, they wouldn't. it's too late for that. But no, I, I think Baker Mayfield on the right spot could be very good. All right. What, okay. Have, all right. Uh, I was going to say, we, what, what burned? All right. Go ahead. No, we got to go. We Fine. burned half the show in one segment. Boom. So we got to take a break. We got to jam five segments. In, or six segments, I think. Is there a rule on we segments have. we got to get in the show? Is there a rule? I mean, what? what I, just, don't oh, I don't know. Oh, oh there we is gotta actually. We got to go. We have to go. Yes, there's a rule. That's, they're not just doing it to oh, give us a break. There is show. a rule. 
We have to go. Right. I don't. Let's take a break. Around any corner, within every battle, and with the dawn of each new day, the threat of the unexpected, the unpredictable, and the unrelenting lies in wait. But Marines will always be there. They are the constant in the chaos. No matter the battlefield, Marines adapt to win, defeating every shifting threat, protecting our nation's future. The few, the proud, the Marines. For 25 years, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. It's been crazy, man. Crazy uh, four hours. Um, going back and forth, man. A lot of things that I love in L.A., but I just wanted to let you know I'm coming to Buffalo. Bills Mafia, what's good? Is 40 open? Von Miller, now a member of the Buffalo Bills. And, you know, there was a conversation in the aftermath of the Super Bowl about teams taking big swings to try to improve their team. And at one point, we said, boy, if the Bills had Von Miller and Odell Beckham Jr., they'd have been the ones hoisting the Super Bowl trophy in 2021 slash 2022 and now they go get Vaughn Miller maybe OBJ's next maybe they were listening to us but Brandon Bean seemed reluctant to go all in because he's thinking what about two three years down the road forget about two three years down the road it's all right now yeah what are you doing right now to try to go grab the brass ring and they get Vaughn Miller a six-year, $120 million contract. Yeah, sure blah, 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 blah. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Sounds good. It's a two-year, $52 numbers. million dollar contract, yeah. basically, right? I mean, that's the way it looks Which like. Which is pretty good. It's amazing. Which is pretty good. I, I, I'm, I'm, to me, that was the shocker of the day yesterday. It really was. Not only that... Von Miller wasn't going to be on the Rams, which I was expecting to to happen still. But the money, the the sheer money, the number, I know it's yeah, it's 6 years, 120 million. Von Miller's not going to play 6 more years in his career. I don't think so. I hope he does. That would be awesome, but I, I don't expect it to be that. No, it's uh, that was for salary cap pur- purposes. It, by all by all appearances it looks like a 2-year deal, which is amazing number. I mean, that's top of the line edge pass rusher, Bosa, TJ Watt passes Miles Garrett, you know, so that that's a number you don't turn down, even if you do love LA. If you're Von Miller, I think you're spot on too, Mike. With like Buffalo, I, I know I was banging the drum during the trade deadline, and we talked about it a lot. Where it was just they need a, they needed another guy. I thought on both sides of the ball to go. Wait, they got to make a play. It can't always be on Josh Allen. And I think they finally came to that realization. You know, with with Mahomes running around, they can just never get off the field in a big moment in any of the big games against good offenses. And now you got a legit difference maker in Von Miller here. Yeah, I'll be interested to see the full breakdown of the deal and really get an understanding of exactly what the Bills are getting themselves into. But they're going for it. They're making a big move. Reminds me of when they got Mario Williams several years ago, right? Is that where he ended up? 
Why yep. am I blanking on that? He went from the Texans to the Bills. Yeah, it was there. You're yes. right. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, now, now uh, hopefully Von Miller will have a bigger impact, but that, this is what the Bills are trying to do. You have to have two sides of the coin. You got to have a great defense to go along with a great offense. So good move for the Bills. And yeah. let's see if it's just the beginning rather than the end. The Raiders bring in Chandler Jones on a three-year deal. That was a surprise. We were talking yesterday about how much retooling on the fly they're going to do with that roster. Right. They signed Max Crosby to a long-term deal, move Yannick Ngakwe to the Colts, and put Chandler Jones in that spot. Uh, what, what What's your thought on Josh McDaniels, who knows Chandler Jones right. from Jones' early years in New England, yep. bringing, uh, bringing Jones in to Las Vegas? No, no, no question with Patrick Graham, who was also in New England in the early years of Chandler Jones' career, too, so they know what they're getting. But my, I, I think you, you said it right, like we were talking about yesterday. You know, that's why this is one team where, yeah, I know they were in the playoffs, but this is a total re you know reorganizing their roster type of job here that they're going to do. They're going to make this team go from speed, wait, shoot the gap to wait, size and play two gaps. That's why they got rid of Yannick Ngakwe. He's not that guy. Where Chandler Jones could play outside linebacker, he could play defensive end. He makes sense for the little 3-4, you know, uh, flexibility that the defense will have. And I think you'll see, you know, these type of moves. The slow transition of the Raiders going from more of a speed team to more of a size and we're going to overpower you football team, which McDaniels and Graham are used to coming from New England. Raiders also cut Carl Nassib. He made headlines last summer as becoming the first openly gay player in the NFL. And that's all we're going to say about it because it's a non-issue. We're just, you know, that that's the relevance when you hear Carl Nassib. Yes. But it's been a non-issue and... We're going to assume, I'm going to assume it's a non-issue as it relates to the continuation of his career. Should that be. was one of the most refreshing aspects of last year. Mm -hmm. It happened, it was over, it was done, and that was it. It wasn't a distraction, it wasn't an issue, it wasn't... Like when Michael Sam was drafted by the Rams in 2014, it really did kind of linger for a while, and there were stories and questions, and we had a chapter in Playmakers about that too. But with Carl Nassib, it, it, it seems to finally be a non-issue, and hopefully it will be as he moves forward in his career. Yeah, uh, hopefully. I mean, certainly. And, and I think the NFL has turned the corner as far as that conversation. You know, there's probably some still, you know, older, uh, old school people who are still trying to get used to it. But again, I think here we are, 2020, 2022, yeah. this generation, World's the current changed, NFL people. player. Exactly right. It, it's, get out of the way, exactly. old timers. So it's certainly not going to be a problem from the players aspect. I can certainly tell you that. Yannick Ngakwe, as mentioned, traded to the Colts by the Raiders now that they have Chandler Jones. The Raiders get cornerback Rocky Sin. Uh, look, the, the, the Colts... Now, Yannick Ngakwe's been kind of an enigmatic figure in NFL circles. You know, he's he was really good for the Jaguars. He became the guy that Dante Fowler was supposed to be. They right. ended the league in the same draft class, and then he got unhappy in Jacksonville, and you know, he was going from Minnesota to Baltimore to Las Vegas. He's moving around a lot, but, you know, uh, hey... When when he's productive, he's almost as good as anybody out there. Yeah, he he's he's got to be in the right scheme. And and last year with Gus Bradley, that scheme where we just talked about there is was about speed, get wide, just rush the passer. Right, that's what they want to do. They run in that Seattle scheme. Well, you know he's he's going to a place that's you know it's going to be similar to that. 
That's it makes sense for with them. Gus Bradley. Exactly. Exactly. So there you go. I mean, they're gonna. It's the same type of thing. They know what they're getting, and I think they're another team that you know, Mike. I think we talked about it a lot during the season last year. You like everything about it. Always felt like they were missing just that one more guy on the defensive side of the ball that can make something happen outside the realm of the play. Can they get who who can make a strip sack fumble in a big moment in, in Indianapolis? There, there was never a guy that jumped out in that way. Yannick and Gakwe can be that. I think they sorely, you know, missed that coming down the stretch last year. He'll he'll be perfect for what they're gonna do there. Meanwhile, there's a reunion in Baltimore. Zadarius Smith, after his time with the Packers, goes back to the Ravens, four-year deal. He was drafted in the fourth round by the Ravens back in 2015, led the team in sacks in 2018. That was his final year in Baltimore before he he got paid by the Packers. The Packers moved on. They kept Preston Smith, moved on from Zadarius Smith. This was the issue last year. He was unhappy because he knew the way his contract was set up. With the cap hit this year, he was vulnerable to be cut. And they did something contractually to placate him a little bit last year. This was all backseat to the Aaron Rodgers drama, but it was there. Right. They did something contractual that just got him to to buy in, but he missed most of the season with a back problem. But he knew what was coming. He wanted to stay in Green Bay, and he knew his contract made him vulnerable to getting cut, and he got cut. Yeah. And he went straight back to Baltimore, and I think the Ravens are probably happy with the way things turned Ooh, out. Yes, they are. I mean, how could they not be happy that they got him back? He's still a force of nature. I mean, we saw him not play the whole year, and he comes in the divisional playoff game and gets a sack and like you know makes plays and you're like damn I mean what would the guy look like if he played more? Uh, he's truly he's he's we've seen him in person. He is a huge human being and he's perfect for Baltimore. And they've needed pass rush help. So I think you pass rush help. I think you couple him with their first round pick from last year, Odafi Away, right from Penn State, who was really good. You start to look at that and go, oh damn, the Ravens—they're gonna have a little pass rush here now, coming off the edge. Let alone we know they got some big people inside. So awesome move by the Ravens to get Zedarius Smith. Steelers also landing Miles Jack, who was dumped by the Jaguars, kind of unexpectedly. He's been there for a while. Did you get a chance to take a look at uh, the Miles Jack film you and know it. Uh, check out that knee? What 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 was your conclusion, Doctor? Yeah, well, I, I mean, I was like, man, I couldn't. I was shocked, like you, like what? Miles My, Jack, man, I I watched Jacksonville this year. I remember thinking, damn, he's all over the place. Maybe I missed something. So I did. I sat down last night and I went, I'm going to watch a, a game of Miles Jack. And whoa, I mean, the Steelers, they got a steal. I mean, it's just they're, they're unbelievable with the linebacker situation. I don't know why Jacksonville wouldn't want him. I mean, maybe they're just trying to build a new culture, don't want to pay him, whatever. But when you talk about a guy that's got for a linebacker, I'd have a hard time saying he's still not one of the fastest linebackers in football. He's physical. He's going to fit that scheme there very nicely. I mean, the freaking Steelers with their linebackers. I know they've had a little issue here with Devin Bush and stuff, but I think they hit the jackpot with Miles Jack. The absolute jackpot, no pun intended. <laughs> well, I remember last year they they stole Joe Schobert right. uh, when, when the Jaguars wanted to dump him and they got him for peanuts, so uh, hey, look, the Steelers, I know a lot of people up there are dismayed about the Mitch Trubisky thing. That the, the the dominoes are setting up just right for the Steelers to be better than people expect. Exactly. And this is another piece to believe that. The Vikings reportedly trying to trade Daniel Hunter. This is no surprise. We knew this was coming. And they're, they're moving from a 4-3 to a 3-4. Exactly. And he's had injury issues, and he hasn't been happy. 
Uh, it's, it's a shame it's worked out the way it has. At one point, he had the most sacks of anyone under the age of 25. It Amazing. looked like he was on a Hall of Fame trajectory. Past few years, it's fallen apart. I think the Bosa contract was really right? the beginning of the end for him. Right. It Once Bosa like goes to 27 and he's making half that, and he looks at, at it and objectively says, I'm every bit as good as him, I, I just feel like that's when it got off the rails for Daniil Hunter and it hasn't gotten back on. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I, I feel like we heard rumors at that time that there was, you know, unhappy, right? And maybe even some rest, like wanting to restructure type rumors. I, I feel like we i thinking that. Maybe I'm wrong there. Um, yeah, no, it was out there. It was, right? And then, you know, you said it. Injury, let alone neck injury, right? Neck injury. Uh, I'm sorry, but that's one out there that's, that scares teams. There's certain teams that they hear neck and you're, you're in the black book and you're not allowed on their team, period. They, they hear neck, they write you down, and you're done. So that's a little scary, too, let alone, like you said, you know, he's, it's, it's, they're going to a 3-4 type of scheme there where he's not that guy. He's more of the Yannick Ngakwe type. Get outside wide, put your hand in the ground, and we just want you to run at that angle to the quarterback. That's what he is. He doesn't have the 3-4 outside linebacker quality or traits there, uh, so I, I could see them wanting to move on. I will say this, though. He is an incredibly large human. He I is. I stood face-to-face -face with him. He is like you, but really Big Did you see his imposing. muscles there in that first clip? Can we play that again when he was just walking? I mean, his arms there. I literally like did not hear you for a second because I was like, oh, my gosh. I mean, look how freaking jacked this guy is. Holy cow. But he he is <laughs> as tall as you, 6'5". I mean, the guy is incredible, and, and he was special first few years of his he career, was. but uh, it fell apart in Minnesota, and we'll see if they can find a landing spot for Daniel Hunter elsewhere. Wow. Come on, y'all. Russell Wilson. Holy. Um, very exciting. You know, once we knew that uh, Russell could be available, uh, he was our number one target. He was our priority uh, through for the offseason. We were going to do anything it took to get Russ. Came here for one reason, and that's to win. And that's what I believe in. So every day, what you're going to get from me is that mentality. You're going to get that juice. You're going to get that energy. You're going to get that focus. And we're going to do it together. All the guys back there, we're going to do it together. That's what it takes. But we're here for one thing, and it's to win. It's to win at the highest level often. And I'm excited about it. I'm excited about the journey. And uh, Broncos country, let's ride. There it is. It's let's no ride. No, it's let's ride. Let's ride. Let's ride. I think it's let's ride. That could be Not good. Not go Bronx. Okay. Let's ride. Let's you ride, ride the Bronco. Yeah. Ride the Bronco, baby. Yeehaw. Ride. Riding the Bronco, baby. <laughs> so, uh, Russell Wilson, now a Bronco. And they made it clear yesterday. Well, I don't know if they made it clear. I don't know if they convinced anyone. But they're Jordan trying. But finally said publicly what they've been saying privately for the past week and a half, that Russell Wilson was their top target in free agency. And look, when you consider that... As we've said, Aaron Rodgers is in the year-to-year -year phase of his career. Russell Wilson clearly has a lot left in the tank. You want an answer not just for one or two years. I right. mean, if Rodgers goes to the Broncos and they win the Super Bowl this year, he yeah. potentially says, I'm out. I'm done. Right, right. See uh, you later. Go back to Brock Osweiler. Yeah, right. I I, I know. Uh, I, I don't believe them. I still think Rodgers was the first choice. I don't believe them. But 
And like we discussed last week, yeah, I think it's kind of a blessing in disguise because you do you got something to build off of here instead of yes, Aaron Rodgers oh wins the Super Bowl in year one or year two and then decides to walk away or you know just goes hey it's been good for these two years I'm out of here you're right back in the same spot so Russell Wilson with what one more year left on his contract what they traded for him they're gonna sign him to a long term deal we've talked about they got a young back some young receivers they got something they can really grow together and, and build something. That's why I love the Russell Wilson uh, uh, trade for, for the Broncos. And if there was any doubt, here's Russell Wilson talking about his intended timeline for the balance of his career, plus the objectives that he has for the number of championships he'll eventually be securing. My goal is to play 10 to 12 more years and hopefully win three to four more Super Bowls. Mm. You know, that's that's the plan. So um, I think that's that's the mindset. Um, that's why I came here to to hopefully be able to finish my career here, and to finish on top as a champion. You know, and uh, and and do it multiple times. So I would just focus on one for now. Yeah, don't Haven't be the Chiefs, right? Yeah. In the aftermath of the Chiefs, right. don't start piling up Super Bowl. No, no, no. LeBron, one. let's just one. <laughs> yeah. I want. I. It's been a long time. It's been nine years since I've held that Lombardi trophy. I want to get the Broncos back into that kind of a place. Don't start saying three or four. And it was three when he was with Seattle. Now it's three or four. Pretty soon it's going to be five or six. And I, I have no problem with having high expectations. I have no problem with that. No problem. But, but let's just focus on the next one. That's what Tom Brady always said. What's your favorite championship? The next one. Just focus on the next one, and we'll see where it goes. The yeah. better news for the Broncos, Chris, yeah. 10 to 12 more years for Russell Wilson. Right. That puts him into his 40s, and that means that for the next decade, they've solved their quarterback issue as long as his body holds up. That's right, and they got a chance to have that here with Russell Wilson, and he's one of those guys, again, I don't know if I'm going to say he's TB12, but he's TB12-ish, I think, with his psychoness as far as how he works. He takes care of his body. I mean, the damn guy built a football field in his backyard, okay? That's all you got to know about Russell Wilson. There is a freaking football field in his backyard. And I think I even heard there's a football field in his vacation house backyard, if I remember correctly from what people have told me. So that's he's obsessed with his craft. He does have incredible self-belief, and that belief filters through an organization. Again, Russell Wilson's one of those guys, when he's on your team and you walk on the field, you just go, well, we got a chance to win today. Three's playing quarterback. Uh, so I, I I love it. I really do. I'm excited to see it and see what he can bring to the table there. And you know what else I love? I love Nate Hackett too. Just there. And again, I I'm enjoying some of the the refreshing new head coaches in football who aren't cookie cutter and think they got to act. Him coming up, faking you know Russell Wilson. I mean, you could tell he's excited. He's a fan himself. He loves this sport. I think there's a cool new energy there in Denver that I'm that I'm uh, you know kind of can't wait to see. It was 10 years ago this month yeah. that Peyton Manning was introduced mm. as the new quarterback of the Denver Broncos. And it just dawned on me, and I checked the birthdays just to be sure. Peyton Manning was 35 at the time that happened. Russell Wilson is 33. And you would never think that they were basically the same age no, you're right. when they arrived in Denver. Right. You felt right? like Peyton was on his last leg. Like, damn, he's... He's limping into the finish line here. Uh, that's what you kind of felt like here. You didn't know what he was going to be, and of course he was awesome that you know his first few years there and setting records. But yes, there is a totally different 
perception around this. And and again, we've discussed with Russell Wilson, as great as he is, you know, we do. I think we both noticed, and you know, I know I said it, and you've 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 I think noticed it as well, where he's not quite as elusive and as fast as we used to see. He's not. There's a little bit more of playing within the pocket and doing that, which you know speaks to yes, he's getting up there in age in a little bit, but he's going to do everything to fight. You know, father time certainly. I do trust that in Russell Wilson. Now. Peyton Manning was available 10 years ago because the Colts said, see you later, we're going to get Andrew Luck. There's a lingering question as to why Russell Wilson was available. <laughs> Let's hear from some of the people who spoke yesterday on whether this was Russell wanting out, the Seahawks wanting to move on, or a mutual decision. Here's some of the folks who spoke at yesterday's press conferences. I did initiate it. It was definitely mutual uh, along the way. There's definitely been a lot of conversations. It hasn't been... I initiated anything, but it is what it is. I'm exci- I'm happy to be here. That's all I know. Uh, obviously, I'm happy about the ten years I've had, but I think that um, you know it's uh, you know we'll have to read about it later. We'll have some fun maybe with my book one day. We'll have some good stories. I know Russ may describe it differently, but I really, as I watched it all take place, I think Russ was really he, he was open for another op- another chance. We were under the impression that there wouldn't be a long term extension. Well, and that's really what it came down to. And the last time he signed a contract, I'm fairly confident I wrote a story saying this is going to be the last You did. Uh, 100%. You did. 100%. I know you did. I can remember it. And I got shouted down. Yeah. Shouted down. That's all right. I can take it. I can take it. Especially if I'm vindicated on the back end. Even if I'm not, I can still take it. But this was not on the same plane. You've got Russell Wilson believing that he's Patrick Mahomes or Aaron Rodgers. And he's got every reason to feel that way. But you have the Seahawks never using him like he's Patrick Mahomes right. or Aaron Rodgers. That was the problem. That's where the whole let Russ Cook thing came from. It was an implied threat to the Seahawks that if you don't let Russ Cook, he's going to find another kitchen. Right. And they never fully embraced what he wanted to do. He wants the offense to run through him. We've talked about this time and again, but it's important to point it out now because to the extent it was mutual – It was mutual by way of action, right? That Russell did want out, but the reason he wanted out is because they never properly used him and they they never fully embraced him. And at some point, he's going to want to be paid in a way that the Seahawks look at it and say, we can't justify this because we don't use him like one of those guys. It was coming. It was the next contract. That's when it was going to go off the rails permanently for the Seahawks and Russell Wilson. So you do it now, you get more for him. And, and... You know the Seahawks. I look. Let's. I. I need to. I need to confirm with someone what I can and can't say about this. But I can say this because it's obvious from yesterday's public remarks. When Pete Carroll said two weeks ago we have no intention to trade Russell Wilson, number one, that was a clear invitation to approach the Seahawks about changing their intention. Number two, it was kind of not the truth because they were actively negotiating yes, with the Broncos a on a Russell Wilson trade right. at the time. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, yes, we, we we know that in hindsight now that at least there was a conversation and, you know, some some tracks laid down as far as the, the parameters of the trade. Um, good for the Seahawks is what I say with this. I say good for the Seahawks here and the fact that they stuck up for themselves. You know, I think we had three different comments, one from ownership, the GM and Pete Carroll. They all said the same thing. The and ownership really came out and said it. That Russell wanted to change. 
Russell was very uncomfortable answering that question in that media press conference yesterday in Denver. That was like that was the face of oh yeah it was mutual uh, not really we know that he hey Russell he's he's political that way he doesn't want to hurt the fan base in Seattle he wanted out he was telling everybody that and you're right he he had some justification in the way he wanted to play a little bit and again he does he views himself as one of those elite quarterbacks he is he is one of those guys but Seattle likes to play football a different way and we thought they were going to make that transition in the 2020 season. Where you went, okay, wow, right, maybe they are gonna let Russ cook. And it was not he was on fire and he was the MVP of football through ten weeks. And then he had one or two bad games, and it's like the coaching staff said, All right, let that's whoa, that's way too risky. Let's go back to running the ball between the tackles on first and second down and just keep the game close and we'll let Russell make a play at the end and and bring us back. And that's a hard way to play quarterback too. And that's the what the situation he was in his career, you know, stuck in, in his whole career. So I understand him not wanting to be a part of that and, and want to take advantage of what he thinks is his, his amazing skill set. I know that there was surprise in Denver at the statements that you saw on the screen from Jody Allen, the owner of the team, Pete Carroll, the head coach, John Schneider, the GM, harping on this idea that Russell wanted out. That, that was met with surprise by the folks who were assembled in Denver yesterday, that there wasn't a more graceful separation, that, that it really wasn't about laying blame yesterday. It was about everybody moving on in a positive way. And Pete pointed this out last night. Pete, Pete's starting to learn how to stir the, the crap a little bit here and get me riled up. He yeah. knows how to push my buttons to get me to do something that, you know, is going to get people uh, maybe agitated. But Seahawks PR put out a tweet that I think was shade at Russell Wilson. Thank you to one of the best Seahawks quarterbacks in franchise history. One of the best? Are you freaking kidding me? One of the best? Look at the numbers. Look at the accomplishments. Sorry, Matt Hasselbeck. Sorry, Jim Zorn. Sorry, sorry Charlie Whitehurst. Sorry, Dave Craig and your tiny little Jared Goff hands. No. No. Russell Wilson is the best quarterback in Seahawks history bar none it's not even close it's not even subject to debate don't give me this one of the best and they knew what they were doing when yes, they were they did. that way Chris well listen they've been dealing with Russell Wilson shade for the last two years I don't I'm not mad at them you know again he gets to throw shade and make cryptic comments and talk behind their backs for two years and then what they're supposed to sit there and go, oh, yeah, it's mutual and take crap from their fan base and just go, oh, yeah, we, we wanted to get rid of Russell Wilson. You know, they got to defend themselves in the public eye a little bit, too. So I, I'm not mad at them for that. I'm not. I mean, again, I think they, what they did yesterday it wasn't about a send off. They got to they got to portray to their fan base that they didn't just sell away, you know, Russell Wilson, a franchise elite quarterback in football. Uh, just just because, oh, they thought they had to make the roster moves. They were forced to do that. that. They were letting their fan base know that yesterday. So that's official, and we know that. And I'm not mad at them even for throwing some shade. I, it was shade. I, no, but, I know, no, yeah. I know. But the, you got you to you, 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 you I, I it crosses the line. I hate, I hate this phrase when it's directed at me, but they're better than that. They are. You shouldn't, they shouldn't have done that. They shouldn't have given him the temptation. He's going back there this year to play. If anything, you want to be sucking up to Russell Wilson. You don't want to give him any extra incentive to come back and kick your ass. Don't, they're going to want to kick his ass just be? as badly, you know. And and I, it's rare. You're right. You know, 
one of the one of the great quarterbacks. Yeah, well, listen, they've had to deal with a lot of Russell Wilson rumors and BS over the last few years. I mean, they're again, it's their own fault. It's their own no, fault. It's their own fault. Okay, it's, it's their own fault for not using him properly. Well, I, I you, get you've it. said it yourself. They if don't they, use him the right way. They, I get it. I know they alienated him one day at a time. They made it very tough on him, and it was not. It's not a quarterback friendly environment. It's also what they are too. And then again, they won. They won a Super Bowl playing that way. They were a foot away and a stupid play call from winning the second one too, with running the ball, playing defense, and yeah, you're not going to break Pete Carroll out of that mold too much. That's for sure. And that's where it all went wrong. Uh, here's John Schneider, GM of the Seahawks, talking about the quarterback that they picked up in the trade for Russell Wilson, Drew Locke. We'll continue to explore options, but we have a ton of faith in Drew. We're excited about it. We're ex- excited about a, a change of scenery for him. Um, you know, I know a couple of my buddies that were trying to acquire him all last spring into the fall. You know, so he, he's a guy that, you know, uh, you know, in my opinion, the media is uh, beat down a little bit. So uh, we're excited to get him into our culture. Yeah, it's the media's fault, John. It's the media's fault that the guy's been injured, the guy hasn't been effective, the guy's had chances to win the job, couldn't beat out Teddy Bridgewater. It's our fault. We'll, we'll, we'll accept that. Tom Brady Sr. and John Schneider piling on the media this week for creating problems for quarterback careers. Thanks, John. It, it, it's all our fault. Well, I, you know, I, I don't think it's that literal. I, I don't. People have been a little unfair to Drew Locke. They have been, but you're, you're right. I mean, there's questions. I get it. But, you know, the narrative was even written for Drew Locke before he got in there this year to play. I mean, people were already trying to say that stuff. I think people have been a hair unfair. I'm not going to disagree with them there. But, you know, yes, Drew Locke didn't necessarily take advantage of his opportunities or take the reins and run with it. That's for sure. Uh, so there's there's justified, like, questions about his game. We will say, and I think we, you know, I think we agree here, you know, there is potential for Drew Locke. There is. Drew Locke is one of those guys where he has all the tools as far as physically to be an NFL starting quarterback for a long time. Moves well, has a big time arm, good size, you know, doesn't seem like he's, you know, an idiot in any way, but he just made that dumb interception every time he's kind of got a chance and you know maybe he just it will be good for him to get a new start and and just refresh and you know maybe he can revamp his career here by the way by the way we got to take a break but i have to mention this yeah because one of the things george payton said about russell wilson is he's a winner and that's a findable offense in these parts although i still think that quarterbacks can influence winning there's so much that goes into it. Quarterbacks can move the needle, but this all over the top. He's a winner. He's a winner. He's oh, a winner. I can't His stand presence it. Just makes right. It. Well, let, let me let me share with you a quote from uh, the past. Yeah. Uh, what he has in his passion for this game and for winning. He's been a winner, and you could see why. That was made by a certain Broncos coach named Josh McDaniels regarding a certain Broncos quarterback named. Tim Tebow, 12 years ago. <laughs> so he was a winner too. Oh, How did gosh. that work out oh, I know. for you, Denver? Oh, I know. I love that. The winner thing. Yeah. But I mean, for some reason, Tom Brady wasn't a winner really at Michigan. Oh, that's right. He got to, you know, he got he got to New England and got a team around him. He got coached a little better. He's he's a winner. Patrick Mahomes apparently wasn't a winner at Texas Tech either. They went four and seven his last year. Oh, that's right. You need a team and some help. Oh, Tim Tebow was a winner in Florida on the all-star team, one of the greatest teams in college. No, really? Really? I mean, no. With an all-star team, they won a lot of games there? Shocker. Man, winner. I hate that crap. I hate it. You're right. 
Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Where, where was Rob Gronkowski in an ice that cream looks shop? Like what was that? It's a barber shop. It looks like he's in Tampa oh, still, shop. too. So. Barber shop. Yes. Uh, Gronk says there's a very good chance he's going to return. If you couldn't hear what he was saying there, basically he wants to give Tom Brady a little scare because Brady gave him a little scare. And I, 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 I will not be surprised at all if Gronk <laughs> is back because Brady is doing everything he can to convince people to, to re-sign or, or stay or do whatever he has to do to have the players he trusts. And he clearly trusts yeah. Rob Gronkowski. He's going to want him on the Bucks again. A hundred percent. And they're doing everything to, you know, appeal to Tom Brady. I think once he made the, the thing, he was coming back. I, I mean, it almost seems like they, they came, okay, we'll do this. We'll do this. We'll do this. And we'll do this. All right. Sounds good, Tom. I mean, I, I would be shocked. I'd be shocked if Rob Gronkowski is in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yes. I mean, he's Brady's favorite target of all time to the point that sometimes where it actually hurts Brady to where when they play teams like the Saints and all that, he hangs on them so long and they're all over him, but he's still like, damn, I'm going to fit it into him to a degree. But yeah, it's one of the greatest combinations in the history of football. They'll be back together. One guy who's sticking around beyond this year, Chris Godwin, franchise tagged a second time, agreed to a three-year contract. 60 million with 40 million fully guaranteed at signing. Look, this is always a challenge. And you're talking about doing a contract for a guy who's on his second tag because he's one year away from unrestricted free agency. I, w- I-, I know he's coming off of the torn ACL and you know he's probably got Brady working on him. I wouldn't have done it if it was me. Now, it's easy to say that because I'm not the one walking away from 40 million fully guaranteed. But the, the balance is, do I take roughly 20 for this year and then become a free agent and get whatever I can on the open market next year? Or do I take the 40 and and move on? And he's he's choosing to take the 40. You know, he's up near, what, $55 million over the last two years when you look at the full guarantee that he's got. So uh, he, he did the safer thing, and it's probably what I would do if I was faced with that choice at the end of the day because you spend all year worried yes. that you're going to blow your shot at free right. agency and that $20 million is going to disappear. Right, right, I mean, because he went through that fear this year. I mean, he probably went through that fear when he got hurt going, oh, no, what's going to happen? 
damn, I'm not going to get my long-term contract. Uh, so you know, hopefully the Bucks have realized that things are progressing nicely with that knee. He is a hell of a football player. Uh, his game is not all about speed and cutting. You know, I know receiver, of course, obviously you got to do that, but he's got he's got better size. He's a bigger human being than I think people realize too. That's where he's special. Um, and I think I'm I'm with you. If I'm if I'm him and in his shoes, I'd I'd probably take this as well. Um, elsewhere, OJ Howard, former Buccaneers tight end, goes to Buffalo on a one year deal. You know, there was talk that maybe they'd go after Gronk, bring him home. He spent some of his formative years in Buffalo. Howard is a guy who was just kind of odd man out in Tampa Bay, and he always had that feeling. First rounder out of Alabama, did his five years with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and now uh, he moves on. He only had 135 receiving yards last year, even though he played in every single game for the first time in his career. So with Brady back, that's all the more reason for Howard to not go back. If Brady isn't trusting, if Brady isn't throwing it to him, he goes to a place where... Uh, you know, you got a quarterback that needs weapons, and maybe O.J. Howard can blossom with the Bills, Chris. Yeah, that's right. I think there's still some untapped potential. It might be one of those where you just look at it and go, man, this this guy needs to get into a new place and just, you know, refresh his career a little bit. You know, like Evan Ingram, we saw him do that going down to Jacksonville. Yeah, there's, you know, a, a bad perception around him. Oh, he was a bust. He hasn't lived up to his capabilities. Uh, you know, maybe get in a new place with Buffalo, Josh Allen and company. You don't have that pressure on you anymore. Uh, they can slowly kind of infuse him and re, you know get him confident again because he is big, he blocks well, and he can really run. So there is a lot there. He just hasn't p- pieced it all together there. Maybe he can do that in Buffalo. Julio Jones cut by the Tennessee Titans. This is not a surprise at all. It was a disaster last year for Julio Jones in Tennessee. He missed seven games, had career lows in targets with 48, receptions 31, receiving yards 434, and touchdowns. He had one, even lower than in 2013 when he only played in five games. So I don't know if it continues for Julio Jones. My concern is that on the open market, the offers he gets – will be regarded by him as yeah. not enough to justify continuing to play. Mm. I, I, I don't think it's going to be much. There's There's got to be concern. I, I know earlier this week uh, we discussed this. This is I think this is a thing on NFL you know radars. It really is. Julio Jones and J.J. Watt opened up people's eyes last year. Guys with injury histories, we paid them big money later in their career. Why? Uh, I, I, I think those are kind of like, you know, lessons for some teams. And that's why I think we've seen the market not necessarily be that great for that kind of player here where we kind of go, hey, it's a household name, but there's some of that, you know, age and injury history behind it. I, I, yes, I don't Julio's days of getting top tier money or anything like that are certainly done. And it will be interesting to see the market. I expect Julio, Mike, I don't know how you feel. It's going to be one of those where if he does play, he's going to wait it out, wait to see what team really needs him, a contender, and then he jumps on that type of football team. That's what I expect to see. Yeah, if you're not getting big money, there is yeah. no reason to rush into it. You can skip the offseason program. You can show up in training camp or even later than that if you want. You can wait until the season starts to unfold. If you're going to be playing for peanuts, then you wait to try to get that Super Bowl ring that you almost had in uh, 2015 with the Atlanta Falcons. All right, let's go ahead and take a break. We're going to do a draft of the best pass rush duos, and it's amazing how 
how things change in just one year. Chris and I were both cramming in our research to try to come up with ideas for the best pass rush duos, and most of the best ones from last year have already broken up. It's crazy. Via free agency and trades. It's incredible. Most important position other than quarterback on the field, and there's a lot of moving parts. So, Chris, for the first pick in this all-important best pass rush duo draft, we all know T.J. Watt had the most sacks last year with 22.5, tying Michael Strahan's asterisk record from 2001, who was second last year with 18 and a half sacks. Oh my gosh. Wait, I know this one. I I know. know. Wait, I'm going to choke. It's so obvious here. Hold on a second. Well, I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with miles Garrett. What? Who? Robert Quinn. Oh my gosh. I knew it was somebody like, I knew it was somebody off the beaten path a little bit there. Damn it. I could not, I totally choked under the pressure there. Damn it. Sorry. All right, go ahead. Garrett. Uh, or, or Quinn, excuse me, set the Bears franchise record. Uh, who's the guy that had it before? Richard Dent had it before, I believe, for the Chicago Bears. All right, first pick. Wow. Uh, I, maybe I didn't want the first pick in this one. I'll I'll go Joey Bosa and Khalil Mack. I still think Mack, if he's healthy, he's got plenty of gas in the tank. And the Chargers were so swift to get that deal done. The Bears were ready to move on. You put those two guys together, if they're both healthy, because they both had some injury issues, especially Mack lately. But but Joey Bosa, Khalil Mack, that could be deadly for the Chargers. I I, I think so. That's the one that certainly you know, came to my mind. There's no doubt about that. I think that is the leader. I mean, Bosa, we know, is is a force of nature and definitely one of the best pass rushers in the game. Mac, maybe not quite that level as a pass rusher, but dominant in the run game, too. I mean, and still a really good pass rusher, but dominant in the run game. And that's where it's that's that's going to be quite the duo there on the edge of that defense. All right. My next pick. Um I think I'm going to go with the one we saw yesterday. I'm going to go with the Raiders. I am. I, mean, I look at the Raiders. You go Max Crosby. I mean, come on. Was there a, was there a hotter edge pass rusher in football down the stretch of the season than him? Chandler Jones is still you know up there in the in the top names of the sport as far as a guy that comes off the edge. He's getting up there in age. I know that, but. I think I look at that and I go, oh, man, I don't know. That might be the second best pass rush in football now for me. Yeah, I think you're right. And the AFC West all of a sudden chock full of some great pass rushing duos. However, however, and they don't have to both be defensive ends. I mean, we forgot well, about Aaron Donald. Well, that's what I wasn't I sure. I should have clarified well, that. Okay. All right. Fine. Uh, fine. Uh, you should You should have. Yeah. Aaron Donald, Leonard Floyd. Vaughn Miller's gone. That's fine. Aaron Donald and anyone. Aaron Donald and me would be one of the best pass rusher duos in the NFL. Aaron, go do the work. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go sit over here on the sidelines and not get steamrolled by anyone. But Aaron Donald, incredible. We know that if he's back, we assume he's back. We hope he's back. The Rams definitely hope he's back, but I'll say Aaron Donald and Leonard Floyd. Yeah, okay. All right. I, I get you there. It's Wait, wait. you know what? Donald yeah. said he's coming back if everyone else comes I know. back. Von Miller's gone. Does I, that mean he's not coming back? I thought about that yesterday. I did. I was like, he said if OBJ back and Von Miller back, I'm back. So I, I don't know. But maybe as long as he hears that the Rams tried to give it, give him a go. I mean, I'm, it sounds like the Rams gave him a good offer, something to think about. It's just the Bills came in and, and killed it there. So, uh yeah, that that that. Uh, okay, so if we're gonna go that route, right? That's gonna change my tune a little bit. Then I'm gonna go with. You know what? I'm gonna not go with that. I'm gonna just go with the Titans. I don't care. 
I'm going to go with what I think it will be this year. Harold Landry, we have seen, has arrived and is going to be one of the best edge pass rushers in football. Bud Dupree, I think you're going to see the guy more, again, after the guy we saw before the injury in Pittsburgh. Uh, you know, he got he started rounding into form towards the end of the year last year, but he was not himself for the better part of the season. I look at that as this year to go, wow, watch out for the Tennessee Titans defense with those two guys on the edge and Jeffrey Simmons in the middle. Yeah, that's the thing. Who's your best I know. duo out You're of You're right. Maybe I should put Simmons it- instead of Bud Dupree right now and, and just go Simmons and Harold Landry. Let me, let me, let me go and I'll just Miller throw in the Gregory Bud Dupree Russo, just because I've been a Russo right. guy and I think he was duo. really good last year. And now, now the sneaky, great duo, assuming that Miller plays up to the contract that the Bills gave him and they wouldn't have given it to him if they didn't think he could do it. Vaughn Miller and Gregory Russo, Chris. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, uh, it's got potential, that's for sure. I mean, we know Von Miller still got gas in the tank and is a difference maker. Verso had his moments, no, no question. Certainly looks like he looks the part and is going to continue to go in the right direction. Yeah, after this, I mean, this, this is still tough. I, you know, what I've messed up here was where we really messed up is we, we did not go with the Washington duo with Young and Montez. I, they're on my Sweat. list. They are on, on your my list. list. So they're still yes. available. The Chiefs with Frank Clark and and uh, Chris Jones, of course, are still out there. Uh, the, I, I, you know, the Eagles with Hassan Reddick and you know their sweat at defense end. That's not bad. All right, I know what I'm going to do though. I'm going to go to the Cowboys. All right, with Demarcus Lawrence and Micah Parsons. Okay, I don't know what position uh, he is. Yeah, I don't know. You already yeah, broke the rules. Screw like you. I Sorry. Like That's he, all right. He, I got no problem. He got That's a lot good. of. I know, but you know, again, he's he's a really talented pass rusher, and I think when you get in third down and those two are on the edge, that's uh, going to be a force to be reckoned with there in Dallas. He bribed you with that pizza pizza from the Super Bowl several weeks ago. That's right. He, left the he was behind. one. Of, he was I great. Saw you snarf it. He, he was awesome. Oh, he um, was. We lost the Green Bay guys on the board, Mike. I mean, Preston Smith and Rashawn oh, Gary. Oh, what about Randy Gregory and Bradley Chubb? I know. Just, I, know. I worry is, is you know is Chubb, Chubb ready? Is he going to be healthy and right. good to go? Right. I, I you know yeah you, you got you know yeah you're right. We could have gone T.J. Watt, Cam Hayward. We could have gone you know Zadarius Smith and J, you know Odafio Way in Baltimore. I mean, there's there's a lot of ways to go here. Yeah, plenty of great pass rushers. But they need to have great pass rushers in the NFL because that's the only way to disrupt a great quarterback. Well, we move into the second official day of the new league year, but the fourth day of free agency. Plenty of stuff going on, Chris. Plenty of big names still out there, too. We're going to be tracking the moves all day long at PFT. What are you going to do this weekend? You got your three. You going to watch basketball all weekend? No, I mean, I will watch it. I gotta, I'm got. i actually going to Florida. I'm going to go see the in-laws in Florida, okay? I got to be you know, a good husband and go see them. So I'm going to be down there for just the weekend, today till Sunday, and I'm back. Well, enjoy your long weekend. Safe travels. We'll see you back here Monday. Don't get sunburned. Thanks. I won't. Everybody enjoy your day. We'll see you at 5 Come meet PM me Eastern, down there, Mike. See ya. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Life is a highway. 
and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispy, so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.